Hello everyone. Today we are here with Aditi, the founder of Raising World Children and the author of Strong Groups Have No Fear, an award-winning best-selling book about how we can help our children have strong identities so that they can know how to confront and deal with the world around them. Um, Aditi, would you mind explaining to us a little bit how you were drawn into this work about your background and what led you to to write about these kinds of things. Oh, thank you for having me firstly, Vanessa. I am so glad to come on your platform, which is a beautiful one, uh, raising awareness about uh, diversity, uh, which is what I aim to do with uh, what I do. Uh, I am an uh, Indian raised in Kuwait. So when my kids started uh, having a little bit of pushback on uh, why, uh, you know, why we are, Indian in heritage versus American. So I realized, the and I was writing about the challenges on my personal blog, and I realized I need a platform where, you know, we have a lot of people come together and talk about this, because uh, we do need to be talking about the issues we all are facing, uh, be it uh, picky eating, which is culturally, you know, everyone faces, or be it about uh, having your kids learn languages, which is again, something a lot of people face. So, uh, which is what led to Raising World Children. And uh, the, the book is just an extension of what I have done. It is a collection of my best work, uh, you could say, where uh, my pieces that pretty much uh, people enjoyed the most, I hoped uh, to uh, ha give people a friend, which they could carry with them and not feel so alone on the journey of uh, raising multicultural children. You mention a lot in your book um, about growing up and you call yourself the girl from nowhere. What, can you talk about what that was like and maybe how that influenced how you raise your own children? Oh yes, um, so when I was growing up, I used to be asking for translations all the time. I am bilingual, but uh, most people around me are multilingual. So I can speak Hindi and uh, English, whereas uh, people around me could speak also Marathi or Gujarati or, you know, different languages. And uh, all through my life, I'd be like, oh, no, translate it or translate it. Uh, also, growing up in Kuwait, I realized very early on in life, and I mentioned this whole, why it happened in the book, where I realized that uh, I am not Indian in my mentality. So where, uh, and even now, when I see a lot of Indians who uh, are uh, drawn towards people who speak their own language or they have lived in the state or city or whatever. Uh, I am drawn to people who are, uh, who have had a diverse upbringing themselves, like maybe they were raised in a certain state and then, uh, then went on to living in another place. Uh, I used to feel not be able to fit because uh, Indians per se prefer to connect with people who have that similar, have a similar thread, which I think is a very universal thing. But since I was growing up uh, in the Indian community, I used to feel very out of place because I wouldn't understand why the caste was important or why your language was important or why where my parents lived was important growing up because they grew up there in Kuwait now. So, you know, what difference does it make? <laughs> so I used to feel very out of place and uh, I realized, uh, when my kids were growing up that I'm sure, because like I often say that we are all human and we pretty much feel all the same emotions. And our children are growing up in a world where it is very easy for someone to be lost in their uh, identity, uh, to not be sure of where they are. Uh, even though I used to, uh, I have said this a lot that even though I have 
had the feeling of not belonging. I was never confused about who I am as a person, which are two very different things when you actually think about it. People confuse them a lot. But if you have a strong value system, the rest of the stuff doesn't really matter. Because as long as you're a good human being and you have the uh, capability of uh, working through any problem and uh, are equipped to make good choices, uh, which is what a lot of my book uh, aims at in the first uh, beginning chapters, is, uh, and then the identity gets formed around this uh, core. And that is what uh, led me to what we were doing. Hmm. That's a very interesting point because I feel like that's not something we usually include in this conversation. We usually start with accepting of other people and other values and not with you need to have a good foundation and know who you are and what you stand for. That's, that's a very... A very good point. So how are you instilling those values then in your own children? Well, uh, you would have to read the book. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is like pretty much every thing. chapter. In, yes, because, uh, because uh, I, I uh, learned very early on uh, through the research I used to do because I'm a voracious reader. So a lot of books would uh, say that uh, five... Uh, a child develops their base personality within the first five years and then everything else is pretty much what their experiences and how they behave is different but their core value system gets developed in the first five years so uh, i you do a lot of you know uh, conversations i think those are the most important part about uh, i'm a huge prop uh, forgetting the word but a uh, person who believes in having conversations around every single thing you do because that was something my mother always did with me is to make sure that I ha knew what lesson to take away from what we are doing uh, so she would be like okay um, uh, you watched a movie so what do you take away from it so you had this experience what do you take away from it so uh, I think the most important thing that I could say in a nutshell is uh, that uh, Make sure you have your conversations, take the time out because a lot of us are very guilty these days of not having the time to have those conversations, uh, which are very important for ch children growing up because they are, they are curious, sorry, <laughs> they are very curious by nature and they're always wanting to know why, you know, even if I'm putting, put, given a consequence, you should teach a child that about why are you getting that consequence? Don't just make them stand in a corner. Oh, you did this, go stand in a corner. Why? The whys are very important, you know, to explain to your kids. Because uh, even like uh, a simple thing like, you know, why you choose to spend money on something and not something else. People do it. They think the children are watching and that's pretty much fine. But you need to explain to the child in words about why it is you're doing it why something might be more of value in experience versus just buying something which might be $14, whereas going to a festival might be the same amount of money, but it would be a better thing to do. So that I think the main thing that I do a lot of is have those important conversations, which is why the book is full of talking points wherein you can uh, discuss with your kids about everything, be it uh, dealing with tra tragedy or bullying or friendships or... Uh, self-identity, uh, racial identity, uh, cultural awareness, and all that good stuff that forms their base core. 
It is very good stuff, and you should read the book if you're watching this. <laughs> so I know from personal experience that it's very difficult to raise a child in two cultures. Um, how are you? How are you raising your children in the U.S. as Americans, but also as Indians at the same time? How do you? How do you make that balance work? Well, uh, I think the most important things are food and uh, celebrations, right? Because uh, I find a lot of uh, people miss out on the simple fact of uh, what celebrations bring to a child's life. It is not the, just the fun of it. It's the lessons in it. Uh, so in my house, we celebrate uh, Independence Day of India as well as uh, Republic uh, Day of India and July 4th with equal aplomb. We celebrate Christmas with as much of, uh, you know, joy as we do Diwali. So uh, it is just unfortunate, I guess, we have a lot more uh, Indian festivals <laughs> than American. But uh, yes, we, we try to do, uh, uh, we even celebrate Chinese festivals and other things just to, so my kids get an experience of our stuff. But most importantly, very early on in life, I have started telling my children that you are not half Indian and half American. You're completely Indian and you're completely American. You could say a little bit of Kuwaiti because I was raised in Kuwait, but there's not much of, other than food, there's not much of that uh, exposure to us, our family. But uh, I feel a lot of people give that confusing message to their children that you're half this and half that, which is what makes a child feel that, oh, I need to choose one to stand tall for. So... My uh, son often asks me, like, so what if, you know, uh, there's a match between India and uh, US, you know, how, who should I root for? This, he asked me quite a few times because he keeps forgetting the answer that I give him. But I'll tell him, I said, you root for both and then let the best fan win. Because you are both. You can't say that I'm not this and I'm not that. You have to do, you, every person has to do whatever they are meant to do. And in the end, you just have to go with whatever is happened as fate needs it to happen so yeah that's what i hope for the kids to learn about being american and indian that's that's a good way to look at it and it is yeah i can see how that would be less confusing than this is your american side and this is this side of this yeah that's yeah. i'm gonna steal that <laughs> i like that <laughs> yes everyone i tell this to steal it but i'm so happy that everyone chooses to please everyone steal it tell your kids that they don't need to be confused. Uh, I don't know if you know this, there's a term that a lot of Indians use, American born confused Desi. I don't know if you know Desi means Indian. No, okay. In Indian and Hindi, so they'll be like, oh, if a person is American born, they are going to be confused for sure. But why do you assume your child is confused? They know who they are. They, mm -hmm. they are not just American or just Indian. They are the person that, with the name. They have a lot of qualities. They have talent. They have uh, opinions and they are this thing also so um, I don't know why we all make our kids choose or you know by you know by a very weird kind of pressure that hey you know what you need to be one or the other you're everything you want to be right you can mix it all together and create your own culture and identity which is ultimately what happens anyway right. so what to back up a little bit what would you what does it mean to raise a world child what is raising world children well uh as divided as we are currently around the world in a lot of places i feel it is more important for us all as a generation to remember that we are raising kids together 
uh, our kids are going to go into the world and be friends with each other hopefully uh, so it should i feel that it's very unfortunate nowadays when you go to a place and people are like uh, oh that if this thing is happening between the kids i'm not going to get involved you know uh, so or like you know someone comes to your house and they're like oh you know i behave like this in my kid my house and then you put up with it because you think you you don't have a voice but hey you know what you do have a voice because any child who is under your observation is your responsibility i personally feel that if a child comes in my house i talk to them as if they were my own i make sure i give them values as much as i can so not like i'm not that i'm scolding them of course not that i'm like you know treating them like oh you know you go stand in the corner no but yeah they're jumping on my furniture i am going to be like no get off the furniture you're not supposed to jump on furniture at all oh i do it in my house it might be okay with your parents i'm sorry it's not okay in our home mm-hmm. and really if you jump on furniture this is what happens and i'd explain that to them this is that's just an example or if they're being mean to someone i'll explain to them why it is like that that is why i say we are raising world children uh, the name comes from the fact that i think that we all are raising children together like everyone talks about the village but the village is everyone around us you send your kids to school the teachers are raising them you send them for classes the coaches are raising them and of course um, we want our children to be world children wherein they accept all cultures around them they accept everyone for who they are as we hope they are accepted as well so when you want your children to be accepted i think we need to raise children to know that they everyone is equal and everyone has equal rights and everyone uh, is beautiful in all the diversity they have that's very true and especially with with the internet your village isn't just the people who live around you your village could be the kid that they watched on youtube or right. something that they they heard on yes. a movie so that's right. very true that we're not isolated to just our community or our family it's much broader than that um let's say there's someone watching this that knows absolutely nothing about indian culture and would like to learn what would you like them to know or what should they where should they find information oh wow <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm kidding uh, well foods are not just limited to um tikka masalas or you know butter chicken we have a beautiful a uh, base of food which is a uh, different per state of india india has and like a lot of states and every state has sub cuisines so and the uh, the food is not that heavy so this is great for people who uh, are trying to you know be live a healthy lifestyle that indian food is very healthy uh, if you cook it not with the cream and the cashews and stuff like that if you just cook basic indian food it is very uh, nutritious uh because uh, i think that's something that um uh, is highly different from american culture wherein you just steam your food wherein we add spices to the uh, even if you boil something or you just like you know saute it so that gives it a lot of flavor and i think that's a great way to you know get your kids to try more foods uh another thing is that uh, we have many festivals other than diwali which is the main one uh, in the hindu culture being holi wherein uh, you put colors on each other like nowadays you have color runs in america i think that's that's uh, come from india actually wherein you throw colors on each other and i think the beauty of that is we are, uh, and that day is said uh, we say that uh, even uh, enemies put colors on each other so that's a beautiful day to uh, remove all hatred or uh, malice from your heart 
uh, then we have a lot of festivals that begin from the month of almost August. Uh, they go by the Hindu calendar, which is different from the uh, traditional calendar. So it, uh, it goes uh, uh, reverse or forward, depending on the year. So it, the festivals are not just on one day. They, they keep moving all year round. Not all year round, sorry, between August and uh, November, pretty much. So they move front or they move back. So we have festivals like Janmashtami, Onam, Vishtu, uh, uh, Vishtu, uh, I think, uh, I'm forgetting. These are all South Indian festivals. I, I sometimes myself get confused. And then uh, there is um, Ganpati, uh, where you uh, pray to the Indian god for 10 days. Uh, he's with the elephant head, if you've seen it. Uh, it's called Ganpati. So, and then in the end of the festival, you, you dance all the way to the uh, a water body and then you immerse it. But nowadays, everyone's environmentally conscious, so people have stopped doing that. <laughs> they just, you know, take it out and put it back in. But yeah, it's a huge thing uh, for people who believe in that God. Uh, people have, uh, uh, this is all about, I think, uh, more about Hindu culture, because that's where I, of course, come from. Uh, Indian culture is, again, much more diverse. We have Hindus, we have Sikhs, we have um, uh, uh, Malayalis, we have Tamilians. So there are all lot of subcultures within uh, the Indian system and not all of them uh, follow the same religion. So like I'm uh, from the north of India, uh, like my heritage, uh, I'm a Hindu. Uh, but there are a lot of people who are from the north India and they are Sikhs or they are uh, uh, Brahmins or they are Brahmins and Hindus, sorry. Ugh, I'm getting this. <laughs> Uh, then there are Malayalis who could be Christians as well as Muslims as well as Hindus or they could be Tamilians who could be Hindus or Christians so it's, it's a lot of mix so uh, there's a lot of diversity within India itself which is uh, one of the biggest uh, reasons India is one of the most diverse cultures within itself uh, per se because there are millions of different kind of foods like if you're walking down the street in India you will are sure to be regaled with a thousand different smells because there are tiny shops and everyone cooks, every single one cooks a different kind of food. So um, I think there's so much more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, that was a very, that was a very good introduction. Yes. Very helpful. And it, there's a lot. It's difficult to describe an entire yes. population in five minutes or less. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Well, I, and of course, dancing is a huge part. So don't forget that we love our dancing. Uh, we have different classical dances, and of course, the Bollywood dance, as you call. I mean, a lot of people generally call it. So yes, that's a huge part of our culture. Great, wonderful. So you mentioned you mentioned a couple of things that you do with your kids to teach them about other cultures and embrace other parts of the world, like different traditions. Is there anything else that you do with your family to? help them become world children and help them embrace the diversity around them? Mm, read books. We read a lot of books. We, my kids, uh, my son loves nonfiction more. My daughter likes to read princess stories. So we try to find uh, uh, stories which have diverse characters in them. Uh, so yes, and uh, try to volunteer as much as we can. Uh, whatever time allows us so that they get to meet different kind of people and they realize that you know the world is bigger than just our shell because uh, unfortunately with the scenario that we have currently kids are back to back in classes a lot of times and then they don't have time to just explore the world per se 
So uh, just like going to the mall and having nothing to do for two hours, that's something like people go to the mall and then they have this tuck, 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 we have to go to these number of shops and do this work. But if you're just sitting there for one, one and a half hour and having a cup of coffee and the kids are playing with 10 different families, that's a huge experience to have. Like, you know, they don't have a purpose. The purpose is just to interact and just to have fun. And uh, I think that's like a huge impact on them because they see that, oh, everyone's nice. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's very true. Simple things that anybody can do. Yes. Well, thank you very much for joining us. And I will make sure that there are links below so that they can find Raising World Children and also your book, Strong Roots Have thank No you. Fear. And that way you can all find out more about Aditi and what she's doing. But thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you.